Welcome to the Everyday Ministry Podcast, where ministers get together to discuss everyday ministry. podcast we're a podcast where everyday ministers get together to discuss ministry this is james white the pastor at lighthouse community church in the huge town of vernon alabama this is jamie owens church member at lighthouse community church and i'm chris norsworthy elder at reformation church in central city louisiana well i think since the last time you got to be on an episode chris Y'all have actually officially changed the name, implemented the logo, and everything, right? Yep, yep. So we're official with everybody except for the state. <laughs> we got the Facebook, website, all that kind of stuff, uh, logo. So, yeah. So you're going to change it with the state, or you're just going to leave it old name? We'll probably change it with the state, but we're not like in a hurry to do that. Because, you know, most churches that change his names don't, actually. It's kind of weird mm-hmm. that all their legal documentation is still whatever the previous church's name was. Well, that's enough of the <laughs> legality of church name changing. How's your week been, Chris? It's been good. It's been busy. Of course, we're literally in the midst of kind of this whole relaunch thing that we're doing. So pretty busy planning all of that. And um, we were at like a local festival over the weekend and passing out flyers and Bibles and all that kind of stuff and having meetings for our, we're going to have like a big relaunch or a big launch day, family festival kind of thing coming up here uh, at the end of October. So we're kind of all in the midst of that, you know, and all of our normal church things, (laughs) teaching classes and all that, all that good stuff. So, but good, but busy. Now, was that a hot air balloon festival? Uh, So those were, that was two different things. I went to a hot air balloon festival because my daughter, you know, has been asking for an entire year to go to it since the last time, but it was running simultaneously. This was just in a different city in the greater Baton Rouge area. Baton Rouge has multiple cities around it. It's it's the size of the city itself is probably like 500,000, but then the greater Baton Rouge area is like a million or something like that. So there's just multiple smallish cities in the area and they just had two different festivals going on at the same time, but they're like an hour apart, probably, you know, something like that. Man, a hot air balloon festival, just for whatever reason, even though it may sound like it would be boring, it sounds really cool to me. Yeah, I think I <laughs> just, love it. Just to watch <laughs> it. I mean, it just sounds like it'd be cool. Now, I hate heights. Unless I'm boxed into something, I don't like being really high up. So I don't know if I would ever get in a hot air balloon, but it sounds fun. Well, it was, uh, yeah, well, it was kind of scary. Like I used to work because uh, one of my original bosses, whenever I moved out here, uh, he was one of the founders of this festival. Um, and so I was doing photography and graphic design and stuff. But I was out there taking pictures once and during a race that they had, from like one side of a big field to the next right before the finish line one of the hot air balloons caught on fire and essentially fell you know and um 
and uh, it was pretty scary, but nobody got hurt. <laughs> but you know, excitement can happen, <laughs> but uh, you know, so don't ever get in one. Yeah, that's what, what I took you. from that is don't get in a hot air balloon. Well, <laughs> your fe- your fears are valid. Well, Jamie, how's everything going your way? Everything's well with us. We're actually in kind of a busy couple weeks. We've hosted some family earlier this week, and we're hosting some more family at the end of the week. Then we have a friend coming to spend the weekend with us next weekend. So we're kind of busy with people coming over to visit and, and all that. So other than that, everything's going well. Family's doing well. Our new baby girl's growing really well. Everything's going good. That's awesome. Well, my week has been just a, a week of just small events that are just been tragic to me. I'm not going to lie. It's the small things that get me in life. It's not the big ones. Uh, like an ear infection. Then I had to have a tooth pulled, and then I was on my way to work, and I got a speeding ticket. Uh, and There's no way I could have imagined you getting a speeding ticket. I know, man. I'm just <laughs> such a saint when it comes to obeying the speed law. I have been driving that route for two years every morning. Well, six days a week, so essentially every morning, and haven't got a ticket yet by the grace of God, so or by the luck of man, however you want to look at that. Uh, so tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up about 15 minutes earlier and leave the house on time. That's a good idea. So, but enough of that. We're doing this series through Donald Whitney's book on spiritual disciplines, and last month we did the first topic in the first chapter of the book, which is Bible Intake Part One, and in that session and in that chapter and then in our recording what we covered was the hearing god's word the reading god's word studying god's word and then a challenge that we left you listeners with and then we took upon ourselves and but as we get to that later on in the episode as we get into the subject tonight what we're going to be talking about is the second part of this and really we're going to look at three different aspects of bible intake that we didn't address last month and that is the idea of memorizing God's word, meditating on God's word, and then applying God's word to our lives. Let's first look at the idea of memorizing God's word. And if I'm going to be completely honest with you two, this is probably the most difficult thing for me is memorization of the word of God. Just because one, I could be lazy at times. So let's just get that one out there on the forefront. But also I do have a hard time memorizing just about anything. And so is this something that comes easy to you all or is this something that you have to work toward yourself? Yeah, this is actually uh, something that I, I'm fairly good at. I've always had a pretty decent memory. So this is something that I enjoy implementing into my study time is memorizing God's word. I have the whole Bible memorized, so I'm, I don't, oh. I can't sympathize hey. with you at all, James. <laughs> okay. Um. Hey, I do I do have an entire book of the Bible memorized. Okay, which book word? is that? I want to guess. That, that doesn't matter. I want to guess. Guess. Uh, Ephesians? I mean, that's... It's- I'm pretty sure it's going to be third John. Second John. <laughs> Second John. I was trying like to 20 verses. <laughs> hey, 20 verses is still impressive. The only reason I knew that is because he told me I preached, I preached second and third John two yeah. different weeks. I remember he told me he was trying to memorize one of them before I preached it. And I couldn't remember if it was second or third. It was second. Um, and so, so Wait, Chris, I'm if you get the whole Bible memorized, tell me what uh <laughs> Titus one seven says. Oh, well, I have it memorized in its original language, so you wouldn't understand anyway. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Greek. No, I haven't finished Greek. Uh, I'm having a hard enough time memorizing Greek, uh, <laughs> and so. But anyway, so when we 
when we look through Donald Whitney's book, we do see that he addresses two sides to this idea of the memorization of God's word. And he addresses the benefits and then some methods of how to to memorize scripture. Let's tackle the first one. What do you what do you find as some benefits in memorizing God's word? Especially I know that all three of us have circular jobs, but Jamie as a as a church member as one that's not proclaiming God's word on a regular basis on Sunday morning, or I know you teach every now and then, but other than that, I mean, how is this practical for you? What are some uh, beneficial things that comes with this as a church member? I think the obvious one to go to is being able to recall different verses in different situations. I know many times throughout my work day or throughout just a uh, day in general, uh, multiple times I'll recall a verse that I've been memorizing that applies to a certain situation. I've also been able to use it as a tool to minister to and to uh, tell people about Christ with at work. It's been very helpful at work uh, to know God's word in a way that I can pull it out right there when I need it. It's been very helpful. Yeah, I agree with that. The, the twofold benefits of it being personal, but also for others. I mean, for one thing, it's literally, you know, as we've talked about before, like it is God breathed. It is, we've talked about the purposes of, you know, the benefits of scripture and it can only be that much more beneficial if it's actually stored inside of you and you're able to apply it and able to think, think in a biblical way because you actually know what the Bible says. Yeah. Uh, one of the quotes from the book, uh, you know, I think it was a quote I have it written in my notes was he says that memorize the word of God so that it can transform your mind and your life. And I think that that's like there's huge benefits to, you know, the general like reading through books. Uh, and getting a you know bird's eye view of scripture and what God has to say, but getting in and storing it up inside of yourself, it, it's like planting seeds and it transforms you through your mind, through your spirit, um, and it and it works from the inside out. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And then you know, if I I admittedly said that I'm not too good at memorizing scripture, but I do find it amazing that sometimes that. There is scripture that I have memorized that I don't even realize I've memorized, if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. over the lifetime. Or I thought I forgot what it says, that because I, I couldn't sit here and quote it now, but where God will bring that back to my attention at different times, you know, if I am witnessing to an individual. But I find that happening several times as I'm teaching the Word of God, that I'll end up quoting a scripture or something of that nature, and I couldn't do that sitting here right now, but I can do it in that moment. And so not only, you know, kind of that twofold aspect of what y'all are saying is that, you know, it is beneficial not only just for the personal self, but in, in doing the work of God and in, in the not only everyday life, but in the teaching and presenting of his word. And then one benefit we see in Whitney's book, and I just want to mention it because we're going to we're going to talk about some methods before we move on to the next topic. But a big point that he makes towards the end of this section is that it stimulates the meditation on God's word. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but think about that. And I know we're going to move on to the idea of meditation here in a little bit, but you know, if we know God's word, then it's easier for us to meditate on it throughout the entire day rather than just in that moment. Or maybe that's the way of, you know, we're going to move into the methods. Maybe that's one way of memorizing God's word is, you know, each day trying to, to meditate on specific scripture and, you know, have that on the forefront of your mind as you meditate on it. And maybe that'll help you memorize it. 
But before we move into the methods, anything you want to add to the benefit? Yeah, well, I just kind of want to highlight the fact of uh, what Jamie had said is that being able to proclaim the gospel or anything that God has said, we actually have to know what he has said. And the best way to do that is by memorizing it. <laughs> um, exactly. If you want to, if you want to quote the source, you know, you have to know it. And it's, it's difficult to try to speak into either one, an unbeliever's life or a believer's life who needs to hear a certain scripture to then say like, well, hold on. Uh, there's this verse. Let me look it up real quick. And now we have the benefit, of course, of having our iPhones on us or Android phones or whatever. We always have a Bible with 30 translations in our pocket in Google. And, you know, I do that often where I'm like, uh, let me look up this verse real quick because <laughs> uh, I know part of it, but I don't know the reference. And like Paul said this somewhere, you know, that kind of thing. And of course, you know, I was joking about having the whole Bible memorized, but um, we're not always going to be able to memorize everything. But thank God in his providence often leads us as we, you know, kind of do our part. He leads us to what we ought to know and to what we need to have uh for the future, for the sake of other people. No doubt. And I think all three of us would agree is that just because we have a scripture memorized doesn't mean that that's necessarily going to lead one to salvation, right? But, you know, what more does it say to the individual and how serious and how much we do desire and love our Lord and desire for others to come to know him that if we can sit there and tell him scripture without, you know, pulling up our phone or pulling out the thin line new testament out of our back pocket or whatever the case may be <laughs> and i've even you know i've heard of different evangelistic ways that people will actually have a small bible when they evangelize like that and they'll actually have the pages marked and stuff so that the person can read it for themselves but they'll still mm -hmm. quote it for the person mm -hmm. so that that they know the individual is quoting it correctly and you know that's just kind of cool that you said that and i couldn't agree more i think it's beneficial and in the way that we evangelize and share the gospel and you know if we if we don't know it then how are we going to say it right i mean how are we going to tell it so i know whitney provides some different methods but the master memorization guru over here to to my right that if the listeners can't see you it's jamie because <laughs> uh, chris is in louisiana and me and jamie's in vernon ways away. i mean I may, I may be to your right which way are you facing Forward. i'm facing Huh? <laughs> I'm facing north right now. Oh, I have no idea, man. I'm not good directions. We're facing west. We're facing west. Oh, okay. So you're you're facing me. But the the earth is still a circle though, so oh, it... it's a globe. I mean, come well, on. Well, the earth is flat, guys. It's flat. <laughs> uh -oh. that, that's uh -oh. our next podcast. Oh man. All right, so how seriously though, Jamie, since you memorized all of First John and Chris might have something to say, and I'm, I can add a little bit to it as well, but what are some ways that you go about memorizing Scripture? Well, I'm looking down here on some of these points, and the first one I think is really important. And I know there's probably multiple um, plans that we can have. The point says have a plan. There's probably multiple plans that are out there, but I think it's important to important to have a plan, some type mm -hmm. of plan. For many people, it might be uh, memorizing entire book of of scripture, so they uh, every day like memorize the first verse, then the next day memorize second verse, then maybe you know kind of just build off of that. Uh, for me, and my plan is actually in my daily devotional I do every day, a little five minute devotional out of a magazine actually have weekly scriptures to memorize 
And so every morning when I'm doing that devotional, I just take a minute to read over that scripture and, and memorize it, memorize the, the reference, memorize it word for word, and just kind of throughout the day, just come back to it. Just come back to it uh, pretty regular. Like like right now, Matthew 5.20 is a memory verse for this week. And it says... <laughs> he can edit he can edit out the space and make it seem like you knew it right off the top of your head yeah Dude, and I, I can it. contest that before jamie quotes this that he is not looking at a bible or anything okay go ahead for some reason i can't do it right now i think i agree most definitely that having a plan that's what we really talked about last time and just bible intake itself is that one of the most beneficial things just having a plan in general you know, having something you're walking through, having a specific time that you seek to do this, uh, making God's word important. And it's the same thing with memorizing God's word. Is that it has to be important. You have to have a, a plan set out, a direction that you're going. Because uh, if not, you're just going to, you're never going to do it, really. We're just going to be honest and call it like that is. And maybe that's why I don't memorize scripture like unless, that. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Got it. <laughs> First, I thought you were making a point. <laughs> I thought you were I did too. I thought he was calling. I thought he was saying. I just remembered it. <laughs> I thought he was just making a joke or something. So that was from Matthew. That's Sermon on the Mount, right? Yeah, Matthew five twenty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just threw us all off. I was like, man, he's not. He's not. He's not in favor of having a plan because that's what the scribes and Pharisees would do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow i would say this is something for me that I've, I've let slack recently but one of the things he does say in the book is review and meditate every day and uh, typically in terms of memorizing like a one or two verses at a time kind of thing you know like a passage um i was learning one a week and then reviewing during my uh like jamie said kind of reviewing during my uh, devotional time and then to some extent reviewing the ones I had already learned in previous weeks, just kind of rereading them to keep them in my mind. Uh, so I do think that doing it every day as part of your plan is very beneficial as well. And there's apps and stuff like that that you can get um, that, that will help you with just general kind of memorization things. And you can use that uh, with Bible verses. However, well, I guess one of my recommendations will be whenever we talk at the end about uh, a way of doing that or a resource I'm for that. I'm curious, Chris, in Whitney's book, he provides a few other methods of memorization. One is writing out the verses. For me, when I do memorize, writing them out is what helps me more than anything. Hmm. But you, you're you an artist. I don't know if you <laughs> call yourself an artist or not, but you draw pretty regular. Do you find drawing pictures to remind you? To ha Does that help you as an individual? I've never used it, and I think that that had something to do more with memorizing larger portions of Scripture, because there's another book about memorizing larger portions of Scripture that I've read, uh, like a little booklet, and they talked about drawing as well. And I think that that was more like icon-type things to help you rem remember one part to the next. I've never personally used it, though. Okay. Who we should have on here to talk about that is actually my wife. She um, has a Bible that she journals in, and when she wants to memorize a verse, she actually draws a picture. Uh, so she would actually know a lot about that. But, of course, I'm not a, a very artistic person, so that's, that's not for me. It would be a lot of stick figures and yeah. 
I think that that's probably. I mean, you know, for some for some people, that's that's the best because uh, I'm really bad at Pictionary, just because I try <laughs> too hard. <laughs> like I need to make it look really good, so I'm not sure if uh, drawing would be good for me because I'd probably, you know. Um, I, I- I do see how this would help some people. I guess stuff like that might help somebody memorize things or even big pictures and big portions of scriptures. I can definitely see that. But as we mentioned earlier, one of the last kind of benefits he gave for Bible memorization was that it stimulates our meditation upon God's word. And really want to bring that back up because that's what we're moving towards in the next part of the book is the meditation upon God's word. And Mm -hmm. this one here, I think personally, and y'all may disagree with me, but outside of just reading God's word, because you can't meditate on God's word unless you first read it. Mm-hmm. But outside of just reading God's word, I think this is probably one of the most important parts of Bible intake. Just because I remember back, especially in my younger times and in, in my faith, that that I would read scripture almost as a duty and that I would read the chapter or whatever I planned on reading that day to say that I had read it, but I didn't meditate on it. I didn't think about it. I just read it mm-hmm. to read it. And then it, and at the end of it, not saying God didn't teach me through that or that somehow his spirit didn't illuminate it to me in some form or fashion, but ultimately I couldn't reflect on it or even think about what I just read. Right. And so I find meditation just a, a very important part of reading God's word. But I think, this may scare people because the idea of meditation is so vast, really, and there's so mm-hmm. many different methods. Like Whitney's book gives 17 <laughs> methods of meditating on God's word. I mean, <laughs> there's a variety of ways that we can fulfill and do this. And so he, he defines it this way. I have it written down just meditation. He says, Meditation is deep thinking on the truths and spiritual realities revealed in scripture or upon life from a scriptural perspective for the purpose of understanding application and prayer so when we're talking about meditation i'm going to assume everybody knows what we're talking about but we're not talking about you know clearing out your mind and having a you know a word that you repeat over and over again sitting in a dark room with your legs crisscrossed or whatever <laughs> um we're talking about either reading scripture and then thinking about it, applying it to your life or reading scripture and then thinking about a situation in life and then, you know, reverse applying it, uh, how, you know, thinking about how scripture applies to that. We kind of say that jokingly about, you know, not crossing your legs in a dark room with candles lit and having a seance going in the background of some monks <laughs> chanting words or something. Yeah. Um, you're, you're going into a completely different yeah, I know. realm. I, I know, but, but yeah. that, so often that's what we think of when it comes to meditating. But mm-hmm. I think we've allowed that to come into Christianity to some extent. And I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers here or even joke when I say this, but, you know, so often, you know, people feel like they have to get their coffee at the right little temperature and they have to have mm-hmm. the table cleared off perfectly and they, they have to have the, this got to get the picture you have to have the right. instagram, instagram picture yeah. and everything has to be in perfect little order for you to mm-hmm. sit down and read god's word but that's not necessarily the case either no and that's well, not what I've, we're talking about here really but I've, I've found that sometimes my best times of meditating are completely random completely many times um very hectic times that i have mm-hmm. especially at work because I, I i sit down and i'm by myself all day long uh pushing buttons uh inspecting lumber that's what i do all day so a lot of that time i will take to uh really meditate on god's word but i am busy i'm actually moving 
Mm-hmm. I'm having to think about my job, but I'm also thinking about scripture at the same time. Uh, and I've, I've found that many times for me, and I know this isn't for everybody, but for me, the best times for meditation are not times that I have set aside for meditation, if that makes any sense. I'm not saying that setting aside time for it is a bad thing. I think it's a wonderful thing that, that I could be doing better of, but it can be any time throughout the day. It can be on your drive to work. It can be on your drive home from work. It can be at work. It can be when you're at home uh, uh, washing the clothes or anywhere in life. Yeah, I I think that it it can, yeah, it can be both of those things. We don't have to. Be, it could be on your commute. I mean, I've always found my commute to be a great time. I don't have a commute like I used to. It's only about eight minutes now, which is awesome. On the other hand, I miss having that time to like not have the radio on, you know, not listen to music, not listen to a podcast. Because, well, I mean, for one thing, at my job, I do have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. So I would use my commute as a time of reflection, um, of thinking about things, especially if I was going to be teaching on something or preaching. Um, and I would often have some of my best moments uh, of, you know, realization or reflection in during my commute, which is also a great, well, I love this whole speech to text invention because I could just like something would come in my brain and I would be like, Oh, that's, I need that. And then I would just like talk it into my phone um, as I thought about it. So yeah, it doesn't have to be a planned time, but it's always good. I think to have a, I think it's beneficial as James was saying to read and not just like read and walk away. Uh, one of the things from the book that he says is uh, read big, meditate small. Is that how he says that? I think um, so. So it's been that's one thing that kind of stuck with me uh, from this is that reading big, big chunks of scripture is great. Uh, but then whenever you're meditating, you're thinking of a smaller idea or a small just one word or one scripture from that passage that you read um, and trying to apply that uh, to your life. A little, well, I guess that's the next thing we'll talk about is application. But part of meditating, I think, is also considering application of something. Better to do a little bit of that, at least, directly after reading something, um, rather than just getting up and walking away without meditating, without praying. Then you're just going to slip from your mind, and you're not even going to... It's not gonna, going to affect you in the way that it could, even with just a small amount of meditation see um you know as i look through his list uh whitney's list of ways and i I really reflect on my own way of meditation one of the number one ways that i meditate is really the number one ways that i memorize scripture is writing out the text i I think of some of the best months i have is um i haven't done it this um year i planned on maybe picking it up in october i believe it's the right month for it, but some months fall under 31 days. And so a lot of times what I'll end up doing is I'll read through a proverb uh, each day and meditate on it by writing it out. And I do that other times with other scriptures. Obviously, um, I may not write out an entire chapter of Romans or something of that nature, but writing out God's word for me is very, it causes me to meditate on it and and really slow down as I read it because I use technology most of my day. Mm-hmm. Uh, use my laptop or my iPad or my phone for something uh, almost all day long. And there's something for me about pulling out a, I'm very particular on my pen. I have a Sharpie pen, the 
you know, I'm talking about the Sharpie actual pens they made. Right. I pull out a Sharpie pen. I have a, a notebook that I, I write in. I actually found some from Walmart that are like seven bucks. Yeah, like, like the fake the, leather ones? No, no. These are like, uh, these are like the, what's the name brand that you you can buy from uh, Orange and Noble? Like Moleskin? Yeah, they're like Moleskins, but they're Walmart. Okay. For like $7. And their Moleskins are like $20. So, right. I was like, I'm going to buy some of these and try them out. But anyway, sorry. And so, uh, you know, there's something to me about just slowing down in life, pulling out my, my notebook, writing it out word for word as I meditate on God's word. And there's something about writing out each word causes me to think on it as I write it out. And even when I read God's word, if I'm not doing that, I always highlight, you know, you can uh, you can look at my backpack now. I have seven colored pens that are erasable that when I read God's word, I have them uh, in my as I read and I'll, I'll, I'll underline certain things. I'll point out certain things in the scripture and that's kind of the way I meditate on mine. And then I think as you were just making your point, there's a lot of times what I'll do is when after I read God's word, it may not be a particular verse that I meditate on. This may just be the small thought about it or this particular aspect of, of God's character or who God mm-hmm. is and, or that the implication of God's relationship to mine or the grace that he's provided, you know, that's just this small thing that I may pull from it and I may dwell on that and think about that throughout the day. Um, that's really the idea and the benefits and the methods of meditating on God's word. Um, Whitney gives kind of one last advice in his book, if I remember right. And it's really this idea of don't rush and take your time. And I, I find joy in this, even though it sounds so scary is that when we read God's word, it should be causing us to reflect on who God is. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that we're going to spend an eternity long no, getting to know God, right? Understanding who he is. And it'll take eternity long for us to really understand who God is, which means that we'll never truly understand. And so often I think we rush through God's word so that we think we have to know this much or we're not being successful, but just slow down and, and take it easy and, mm-hmm. and just enjoy your time with the Lord through his word. Anything um, you want to add on that? Yeah. Just kind of in contrast to what you were saying about writing out the text. Um, for me, it's been beneficial to rewrite the text in my own words, because then I yeah. really have to process what they're saying and then try to use a different word to say it. Um, and cause sometimes whenever I'm just writing, cause you know, I've written chapter Romans or whatever, like you said, uh, you do have to pay attention, but you pay attention more. Sometimes I get into the whole like I'm paying attention more to the to writing the right words than actually well, how it looks when you're writing it out mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think about that more. Yeah, for me, it's been more beneficial just to write it out in my own words, and that can be more difficult on bigger, you know, larger bodies of text rather than you know like. Eight, eight chapters or you know not eight chapters <laughs> verses is a little bit easier than like a whole chapter of something but i enjoy doing yeah. that i think that's one of the most beneficial things about going through school and going through um a lot of preaching classes is that te- they teach you how to pull the main point of the text out and i'll do that same thing most often when i'm reading god's word is that it may be the eight verses and i'll try to sum that up in a sentence or two or three mm-hmm. And that, that'll actually a lot of times be what I, what I meditate on 
if I'm reflecting on what God's word said to that that day in that particular verse. And the the encouragement I really want to give in this is that everybody's different on the way they're going to meditate. If you listen to all, even us three talking about it, all three of us had different ways that we implement this and meditate mm-hmm. upon it. And like for me, like I don't, I think I've said this before, I don't read in the morning times. So because I'm I'm not a morning person at all, like zero morning person about me you know i'm not even awake before i get to work and i drive 30 minutes so that sounds scary i know but you know <laughs> just the idea of waking up and reading god's word and then trying to meditate it on it during on my so, commute so, to work that's a very dangerous thing for me because i i wouldn't remember none of it so is that why you got that speed ticket this morning yeah most likely you're sleeping <laughs> no it wasn't sleeping but um i got it for going 70 and a 55 that's what i got it for um Luckily, it wasn't 75 and a 55. Anyway, and so as we move into the last kind of topic on this idea of Bible intake, it's this applying God's word to our lives. Um, and I think that so often, and y'all y'all may disagree with me on this, but I think I so often we jump to this one before we do anything else, that we're always looking for application when we read God's word rather than just reading it for what it is. And when we do that, too often what we do is we apply and get it in the wrong way. I definitely think we see this in a lot of modern day preaching, but that's a mm. conversation for another another yeah. day. Um, so anyhow. Well, it's, we'll something that we, it's something that we can all go into in terms of like a theological viewpoint. And then we see a key word and we're like, oh, yes, this means this, this agrees with what I think. And and then re- instead of just trying to read it for what it actually might say and which might not be that even if what you think is right what you're reading may not have anything to do (laughs) to do with you know that particular application or uh theological viewpoint and one thing that's kind of heightened this for me is since i have been started i started taking greek the one thing that i can honestly say and this is probably a bad thing that i didn't realize about the way they would write in Greek is there was no word order in sentences. And it was all about the case endings would determine who the, the object of the sentence was and who the subject of the sentence was. And so, and that's why when you, especially when you read Paul's letters, we may see two chapters in Paul's letters and it may be, it may be referring to something at the end of the second chapter that's actually talking about, the individual he's talking about in the first chapter, or uh-huh. you see 10 verses. And I think in Romans, you see up to like 10 verses that, that are one sentence and it's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Uh, I think that's just kind of brought into my attention a lot more, you know, slowing down when we read God's word. Now, obviously modern translations kind of does some of that work for us, of course, but slowing down a little bit and not jumping to, this proves this or this does this in theology rather than just taking it for what it is as a whole. Yeah. So with, with all of that being said, of course I don't disagree at all with any of that, but I also want to emphasize that this might be one of probably the most important part of reading and meditating on scripture is how we apply it to our lives. Because if we just read it and then have no application, uh, then basically we're just participating in an intellectual exercise. We're getting back to Matthew 5, whatever it was that you quoted earlier. <laughs> For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that 
of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Exactly. And you will... <laughs> Scribes and Pharisees, they knew the Word of God. They had it, most of it memorized. and That's right. But they weren't applying it correctly, right? Yeah. Look at that. We can meditate <laughs> on Matthew twenty, Matthew 5. Yeah, and, I redeemed myself, yes. guys. Providential, like I was saying <laughs> earlier, y'all. God knows what he's doing. Oh. But no, uh, I, I, I agree, though. I, I think that, especially for those that uh, really enjoy theology and learning different uh, viewpoints of different aspects of God's character, you know, so often we get so stuck in a lot of the different viewpoints and things of that nature that we're not applying it to our lives. And, mm-hmm. um, and then it does almost become pointless, right? I mean, if we're not applying God's word and allowing it to transform our lives in the way that he would have it, then, you know, it's, it's really not much different than picking up and, Memorizing the providences of Canada or something like that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Chris, if you didn't know, Chris, that Jamie did that one day. He texted me while he was at work. He said, "I'm going to memorize the providences of Canada." Yeah. Well, be useful one day. Yeah, I mean that's that could be beneficial. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just not the same. Uh, oh, so what do y'all think about this? One thing that Whitney said in uh, this chapter was that the words of Scripture must be understood to be applied. But until we apply them, we don't really understand them. I think that's yeah, a that's perfect good. quote for well, Jamie, the point Jamie is making. Mm-hmm. is that you cannot truly apply them unless you truly know them and understand the context of it because you you're not applying it correctly. But or you, you're not showing that you really understand them unless you are applying them. One thing about application, though, I think that we have to remember is that application is not always a way that we change our life in big ways. You know what I'm saying? It's not always this big transformative thing. Sometimes the application that we find is simply trusting in God in this specific way. This is something that I kind of deal with sometimes when I'm preaching to our congregation is trying to find this applicable truths that are in that specific scripture. And then when you read stuff like, especially in John, when it talks about the emphasis is on who Christ is and this aspect of Christ's life and who, what he fulfills for us, you know, so often the, the response and the application is simply to look to Jesus more or to trust in him in this way specifically, you know, the application is not always to apply this truth in this physical way or this Mm -hmm. mental way. Sometimes it's just simply how we think or we reflect on who God is. Yeah. I'll try to summarize kind of his application questions that he gives us. So basically he kind of says, you know, if you're looking for the application, is there something in here that I need to change about the way I believe? Is there something in here that I should praise or thank God for? Is there something that I should pray about that this, you know, leads me to pray for? Should this apply in some way to my attitudes in some way? Or does it kind of reveal something that I need to make a decision about? Or does it reveal something I need to go and do? So those are some of the kind of questions of just, you know, thinking in general, like how are we finding the application? Or like you said, it's not always going and doing something. Sometimes it may just be Oh, changing your attitude. Or sometimes I'll read a passage and it just leads me to be thankful towards God for something he has done. And then, you know, it's maybe a hard attitude and my action 
in itself like the application the action is just being thankful towards god and telling him thank thank you um or or maybe it reveals some some of his character and then of course that typically leads me to be thankful towards him as well um so there's more yeah like you said more kinds of application than just um well i read this scripture about you know paul saying we're going to be persecuted or jesus said we're going to be persecuted so until i'm persecuted then i haven't applied (laughs) you know if we're taking it to that level i always have to do something outside of myself to to fully apply it and that's not what it means so last month we left the listeners with the challenge of finding a specific time each day to be in god's word and then not only that but finding a reading plan that would help them in that if that's how they would be better to reading god's word that's not always the best thing for everybody and so we left them with that challenge but as you all know as host of this show we take the same challenge and so I'm going to ask you guys, and then I'll answer honestly myself. How did you do? Did mm-hmm. you find a time specifically each day to read? Yeah, um, well, I didn't actually change anything because I was actually already doing this. <laughs> That's okay, so, though. So just say yes and move so, yeah. on. Okay. You know, Chris, what about you, man? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I got to explain. He has to explain it. Yeah, what, you, explain said, it. You, you said you read a magazine. What, what magazine are you reading? Legionnaire. Is it, oh, yeah. Is yeah. it a table talk? Table talk, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, like I was trying to to say, this is actually something I already do anyway. Finding a specific time to read. I read every morning before I go to work. That's my time. Uh, Or on the weekends, I wake up early, typically about 6 a.m. actually set an alarm on Saturdays, unlike most people. I didn't. Anyway, uh, I have a specific time every day. I wake up every morning and read. And I follow a plan right now. I, I read through the Bible, the entire Bible, uh, once a year at least. I actually recently did a 90-day Bible plan, which is really tough. Huh. But I, I, after I got done with that, I wanted to do something really intensive for a little while. When I got done with that, I switched back to the one year. So that's actually kind of my daily routine is wake up read actually do some devotionals pray and then go to work okay so you found a plan and you read a specific day but you fulfilled the the challenge you may have already been doing it but the challenge was fulfilled just give credit where credit is due do i sound really arrogant no um all right chris what you got for us did you feel this um, no. mission? <laughs> I I failed. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, around so around the time that we ju- we did our last podcast about this, um, I, I switched over to a one year Bible, you know, in August, but uh, or whenever it was. So because uh, I had uh, been in the Book of John for a while, like I read through the Book of John, then I went through a book that brought me through the Book of John, and. Um, that was more of a long-term kind of thing and just kind of go at my own pace, uh, getting deep into the, to that book. So that lasted a few months actually. And typically my, so my, I do it, I'm not a morning person, but, and that's probably why I, f- I failed because <laughs> I try to do it in the morning as much as possible. And I, man, it's tough. Like I've even got asleep with like a box fan on that make the white noise and I even got like a timer for it to turn off so like it would wake me up and and I have like two alarms that go off and, and this month is just I, I failed yeah sorry guys that's okay well I fulfilled 
50% of it. Uh, I did well on the specific time, but on the actual reading plan, I did not do as well. Uh, and the reasoning is, is because when I started back my semester, they told me that because I'm going through Old Testament survey, I have to read the entire Old Testament this semester. Mm. And so I started reading the plan they give me, which is pretty much a book a week and um, of the Old Testament. So I, I started doing that. But uh, so I have, I have not followed a plan, but I, I do read each day at the same time. Um, generally now, you know, I do, sometimes I do have to do it different times just because of the different days of the week, but I did find a plan that I, I do each day, the same time every day. So, uh, I 50% did that. So <laughs> Jamie did the best. I did the second best and Chris did the worst. The worst. Uh, no, he, I mean, and the, the thing to it all is I, I want to be serious at this point is that if you're listening and, and you sought out to do this plan, and maybe you were like myself where you didn't do all of it, or maybe like Chris and you failed completely. Uh, no, I'm playing, man. Uh, <laughs> Complete. I didn't I, know we were throwing out percentages. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to encourage you that, you know, these are just anecdotal, these are just ways that are going to help you in your reading. And just because you don't do it at a specific time every day, or just because you don't follow a plan, doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to be in God's word like you need to be. And so as long as you're doing that and you're fulfilling that and you're seeking after God each day, I just want to encourage you to keep that up. But we do want to give another challenge this month. And um, it's really going to be twofolded because we addressed two main things. Um, obviously, we can't give you a way to apply God's word each day uh, because that's just it'd be hard for us to do that. Uh, but what we do have for you the first one is find a method of meditating on God's word that works for you. And the reason why we, we're not going to give you a specific one is because everybody's different. So find that method that mainly helps you. Now, you may be a person that has more than one, and that's perfectly fine as well. But find a way that's uh, best and easiest for you to meditate on God's word. And then the second fold to it, and I'll, I'll let the, my um, co-host determine here if we want to do one or two, but to memorize one or two verses of the Bible before the next episode drops. Two's okay. good. Two's good. Two. Two's better than none. So listeners, the challenge that we are agreeing to and that we're calling you to do and just trying to encourage you to do is find one way of meditating on God's word and apply that. Um, and then maybe that process is finding different ways of trying different things, but then also memorizing two Bible verses before the next episode comes out on the spiritual disciplines. And so guys, as we get done with the challenges and we presented that, uh, what's the plugs of the week y'all have? I have one. Yeah. So this doesn't necessarily go with the theme of, of our episode, it doesn't. But, but it kind of does. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, a map of Canada. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Memorize <laughs> Providence. by Providence. <laughs> I'm uh, preparing for a Wednesday night. Uh, study at our church and we're going to do it on praying with paul by d.a carson book so i'm actually reading through it right now getting ready for that here in a, in a few weeks so i'm actually going to uh, recommend this book so far it's been wonderful and why i think it does have some application to our episode today is that he looks at various different prayers by paul and he kind of will spend a chapter or two looking at these prayers. So that does give you a, a, an opportunity to memorize, to meditate, and to apply uh, these different prayers. So I think that'd be great for our listeners. 
if you would like if you would like to uh, look at that. Chris, you got anything for us? Yeah, so I got two things. One is a book and one is a ministry. There's a ministry called Scripture Memory Fellowship International. And as the guys can see that I'm holding up, they make they started out making these little booklets and they're pocket size. So, I mean, would you say this is like three by five or something like that, maybe? And they're topical and they, they're full of scripture verses on topics and they're subdivided. And then they'll have like a little a little lesson in there. You can read about what it all means. And then even we'll have like a, a hymn or two in there. And these are cool to just keep on you. Like, you know, uh, if you have a bag with you, if you have, or, you know, a coat, or you just keep it in your pocket or whatever, it's about the size of a wallet. Um, so I like having things like this rather than using a phone, uh, just because it gives me something tactile. And I think it's easier to memorize off of actual paper than off of a phone. So they make these little booklets, but they also have apps. They also have an app that you can use for scripture memorization as well. So like their whole ministry is all about scripture memorization and helping people do that. And they're called scripture memory fellowship. So that's one thing. Uh, then there is also a book called 100 Bible verses. Everyone should know by heart. There you go. And it's basically essentially kind of the same thing where it's broken up into different uh, subsections, such as... Um, you know, the Bible's Fantastic Four, which is like Genesis 1-1 and John 1-1 and John 3-16. And then uh, like the Roman Road, Plan of Salvation or uh, Assurance or Praise, like Worship and Thanksgiving, um, Holiness, um, the Spirit's role in our lives, Joy, um, Faith. Uh, so different things like that, you know, the deity, like uh, things about Christ. So, and it, it has the... The, the verses it has uh it has some other stuff in there um to kind of help you out and you know devotionally and as you're thinking about the topics that you're memorizing verses about um so that might be something it's put out by bnh publishing um that's in the billy graham library selection so you know there you go uh 100 bible verses everyone should know by heart so that's the two things i recommend they're just two resources to if you don't have a plan, if you know, if you want to think topically on some of the things that you're memorizing, you know, it kind of gives you um, a place to like, what do you call it? Like plant your flag, I guess. <laughs> and uh, to do something, if, if you don't want to trust yourself necessarily to try to come up with something, these are good resources to kind of uh, gear towards and they'll help you start at least and have a goal and a plan. Well, the one I have, um, if you, or the opposite of Chris, and you don't mind using an app, this is an app that's called Versus. And now it costs money, I think, if you want to memorize anything besides the authorized word of God in the KJV, <laughs> you have to purchase the translation. Uh, but I haven't used it in a while because, like I said, memorization is one of the hardest things for me. But it's fantastic that it, it actually has different uh, memory games that you can play and things to help you memorize the scripture. Um, it's really good. I, I don't know if it's on Android because I've never stooped to the level of owning one to see if it, <laughs> the app uh, called? it's called versus. Um, it's really cool. I mean, just, it's almost like, um, one of the memory games that you can purchase and play. 
but it's for memorizing scripture. So it's pretty cool. Um, they put a lot of time and effort in designing it. It's really uh, fluent and does well. At first, the ESV didn't cost anything. Now it does. So I haven't used as much. So yeah, look up Versus. I think it's a really good app. But like I said, it costs a little bit, but it'd be worth it. All right. Well, guys, as we kind of conclude this episode and conclude this subject of Bible intake, if if you're listening to this episode and you have not listened to the first episode on Bible Intake, I want to encourage you to just take a step back, listen to it as well. I think it was a fantastic episode just addressing those areas of taking in God's Word. And as we look forward to the rest of this year and however long it takes to walk through Whitney's book, um, just I think it's important that we take the time and we commit to the, the disciplines that help us grow in our faith in an understanding of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And then we trust in him to sanctify us and to grow us as we do so. And so this has been an episode of the Everyday Ministry Podcast, and we're a podcast where everyday ministers get together to discuss ministry. If you're encouraged by what you hear, please go like our Facebook page, share the episodes, and rate the podcast on iTunes. Don't forget that a new episode drops every first and third Mondays. Our prayer is that these episodes are an encouragement to you and that you would be faithful in the ministry that God has placed you in. I'm sick of running, running into the wilderness, drags my back, bounce out to start kicking.